0: Welcome to the Rough Road Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Steele. Today, my guest is my friend, Rush Smith. Rush, go ahead and
1: introduce yourself. Uh, Hello, my name is Rush. Um, I'm a father of four. Uh, I've been married for 20 years. Um, I grew up pretty much in the the West. I grew up in Las Vegas, Houston, Texas, but I primarily lived here in Phoenix, Arizona. Since 1993. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, I'm a father of four, uh, happily married, and uh, my oldest son is Mason, and he's autistic. And so we're here to, I guess, talk a little bit about Mason and the challenges that he has, you know, growing up and, and uh, you know, raising Mason and him raising I guess him him, raising you him raising us yes (laughs) (laughs) gotcha so
0: did you know before before you had Mason did you know that he was going to be autistic were there any
1: did you guys know going into it no no of course uh, Mason was our first child we just figured like anyone else we just have a normal kid come out and then uh, you know the pregnancy was fine Um, labor was a little bit challenging Carla had She was in labor for like 20 hours or something. And she pushed, Mason was in the canal for like four, the birth canal for like four hours. She had back labor. And it was really uh, a challenging delivery in that sense. And then when Mason, as soon as Mason was born, though, um, you could tell he was different. Um, How could you tell? What was. He just came out, his features, um, his body, the way he would like going to the fetal position was different than normal, than different, than other babies that I, you know, I come from a family of seven, been around lots of nieces and nephews, and uh, Mason, his, first of all, when he took his legs in, it literally, it seemed for me, I, the closest thing I could think of is like a bird pulling its legs up the, the front of his feet would actually rest against his shins. Oh, wow yeah and they would just like fold all the way up against his body really tight and he just looked something looked different you know you could just tell as as a father I knew right away something was different with this uh, with this child because face like his face and everything he looks he
0: looks normal like the yes. other person yeah um, but just from the way that he handled himself he was yeah
1: you could tell something yeah something was different then at that point, um, you know, the doctors immediately would tell us, "Oh no, he's fine. Um, he'll grow out of it. He'll be fine." You know, and two years later, we've been still and you're t- still waiting. Yeah, he's he's twenty. How old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, twenty years now. Yeah, he's twenty years old.
0: And you're like, he still hasn't grown out of it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, he hasn't grown out of it. Um, but even at you know, the for, after one year, you know, he. At one year, most kids are about ready to walk. Mason wasn't. He'd, he'd just do this army crawl everywhere. Um, didn't talk. Uh, even all the way up to two, he didn't walk. Wow. Yeah. So at what point did he start walking? Um, I'd say probably like two and a half, three, around there. And uh, he finally started walking. He had to wear braces on his feet. Did his feet, like, were they... DF4
0: braces because he couldn't support himself or what was the... Um,
1: yeah, just like I said, like a, when they first started out, they would like fold all the way up to his shins and they would kind of grow out of that, but he just normally just looked m- gangly and just were weak, you know. And he'd army crawl around and all the other kids would, in nursery and stuff would be like jumping on him and trying to ride him or <laughs> whatever, you know. <laughs> we were worried, really worried about this kid. <laughs> uh, so...
0: Um, at what point did they figure out that something that he, that
1: was, he was autistic? So finally at two, we got him diagnosed. Someone finally would give us a diagnosis before that. Like I said, they would just like stall or just nobody would tell us what was wrong with them. Or, you know, nobody or they wouldn't know. And they would just say, Oh, he'll grow out of it. All this stuff. And we're like, no, he's not growing out of it. You know, this, this isn't changing. And so finally my wife and, and some of her friends, uh, got in touch with different doctors. Um, I don't know if anyone locally would know Dr. Mel med, but he, he does a lot of with autism and he finally diagnosed him as being autistic at two. Now, do they, cause he's
0: pretty high functioning at this point, as far as uh, maybe not high functioning, but he, he communicates
1: pretty well, um, mm. to a point. To a point. Definitely. He, right. I mean, that's some of his biggest frustrations. I was communicating his his? Oh, yes. Yeah. He, a lot of times when he has meltdowns and whatnot, it's because I think a lot of it has to do with communicating. But he'll tell me the same thing, you know, 10 times and I'm trying to figure out what he's saying. I mean, he does talk, but he'll re- he's very repetitive, very OCD. Um, and he'll, he can literally... Manipulative in his questioning. Yeah. And I don't even know if he's trying to be <laughs> can, manipulative. No, he's not. I
0: mean that in a funny way.
1: Yeah. Do you well, he'll, come, he'll give you two come choices. going to my house or you gonna come to my house. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know that. You've been around him enough. Yeah. And, and that's basically what you get. You get two choices, and they're the and same, they're choice. same choice. the same choice. So he's pretty smart in that sense, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, but, are we going to go have pie, or are we going to go have pie? Yeah.
0: I guess we're going to have pie.
1: Yeah. But yeah, he's constantly <laughs> trying to make plans um, to meet up with his friends and stuff. And a lot of times it's just imaginary or, you know. <laughs> friend nobody he's spoken to you know he might it might be someone's name but he doesn't really have plans you know and he's right today he was planning on going to the baseball game so is there a baseball game no there's no baseball game (laughs) 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 but apparently at eight o'clock on tuesday we're going to the baseball game and we've gotten to the we used to try to tell him no because once he got plans set then he would try to try to hold you to them you know or something like that where uh Now we found out if we tell him no, then he won't let it go until you do say yes. So now we just tell him yes. And then when he wants to go, we just say, okay, go ahead and go. I mean, there's no winning. There's no way of talking him out of it. You know, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is, you know? So, so when he was,
0: um, when he was young, when he was a baby like that, um, Were there, what were the difficulties as far as, were there other behaviors that he had that were challenging, anything like that, um, growing up or other than the army crawl and that sort of stuff? Was it pretty normal?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I guess in a lot of ways it's normal, but, uh, I mean, he's a happy kid. Thank goodness. A lot of autistic kids are kind of withdrawn. Um, they don't like to be, to be social. Oh, he loves being around people. Yes, though. Mason's very social. He's very in tune to how people react to him. Um, if people are bothered by him or angry, upset with him, he notices that right away, and he'll either get angry back or you know, I can I can tell it it affects him, it affects him. But challenges. I mean, when he was a baby before. Well, he had a. I mean, just. I don't know how personal you want to get, but for a while there, he had, he had a issue where he had just like wanted to pull the, the poop out of his diaper. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, there'd be mornings we'd wake up and be like, oh my heck, what does that smell? You know, it's five o'clock in the morning and all you smell is Feces, number, number right. two. <laughs> right. And so you go in there and you'd find He's Mason. in the walls. Yeah, His crib, his face. I mean. Oh, wow. I mean, just all kinds of stuff one day i remember you know he's probably four or five at this time and uh, just a horrible smell in the house i wake up and i go out and i find a trail from his bed down the hall down the stairs down to the tv room where he's watching tv and he's pretty much trailed poop into across the entire house mm-hmm. oh, so just I mean, that's you're renting carpet cleaners you're trying to sterilize everything i mean right uh, it's a lot of work i mean then we're trying to figure out you know how can we keep this kid from doing that you can't speak to him you can't talk communicate with them in that manner of saying hey you don't do this that does no good at all so we ultimately end up like finding different leo- dance leotards um, i mean the kid was like he looked like he's wearing a wetsuit going to bed and we're trying to figure out any way to keep him from like getting his hand <laughs> into his diaper i mean but he could like go up one leotard down another and like get his hand in there still somewhere. He'd like be a snake, you know? And, uh, I mean, like, we, we battled that till he was like probably nine or 10.
0: So, so as far as his mental capacity, um, how, how, what age do they think that he'll get to as far as mentally? <clears throat>
1: I don't know. To me, it seems like they rate him around a four or five year old now. And to me, if you like go back and watch videos when he's four or five, He says and does the same things. I mean, everyone's like, oh, he's progressing, he's progressing. And we're kind of like, well, maybe we're not seeing it because we're right here with him. But to me, when I I go back and watch videos when he's four or five, and he's still saying and doing a lot of the same things, it's like, oh, wow, that's Mason. He's, you know, saying the same things, noticing the same things. Um, I mean, there's obviously, I mean, he's intelligent. Um, I remember when we were, back when you had VHS cassettes, we literally had this like, three foot by three foot box cardboard box of vhs videos because he loved to watch videos so that was a you know great way to entertain him but we could pull out the videos in there and then after a while all the cases were gone and all you'd have is the video cassette with just the name on it but you could hold up like out of these 300 videos you could hold up any one of them you'd be like no 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 pocahontas you'd hold up another no 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 you know uh you know whatever maybe aladdin or whatever. aladdin yeah it didn't matter what movie it well, was I mean he could just look at it and he he knew the title of it you know right and then would just be the words I mean some some of them had characters on them too but a lot of them just had the the name written on there he, he doesn't read but he I don't know if he just memorized it or what right but he could memorize all every single movie in there you'd hold it up and he'd finally pick one out but he you could go any movie in that box and he'd tell you what it was and he'd be like okay that one you know hmm. but, um he's he loves music he loves to dance um he's a, i mean he's a joy to be around but at the same time it's just it's challenging it's hard work right yeah it's hard work and then you know as a parent you always wonder where would he be right now if had he been born normal you know he's 20 years old where where would he be at you know or when he was 14 where would he be at Would he you know getting his eagle scout or you know graduating from high school or dating girls or something you know or any of any of those things you you know consider normal in life you wonder you know, we see him at dances he goes and dances it dances yeah he With does people. like to go and dance and uh you know it seems like he'll be progressing for uh progressing in that for a while and then all of a sudden he'll take a step back because for a while they were like trying to get him to you know go ask a girl to dance you know and he'd go out and ask a girl to dance and then he would just like 30 seconds into the song just walk away and the girl would be standing there like what just happened <laughs> You know, and then after a while he wouldn't even ask girls out he wouldn't ask girls to dance anymore you know right so it seems like it's a constant you know changing but uh, it's just as a parent it, it can be very i don't know you just wonder what would it be like you know and then where is this going to lead to you know right. at this point we have no idea you know we don't know this is his last year of high school and we don't know what what the next step is i mean we're trying to find programs and for him you know some we'd love for him to be able to do some type of like work program but we don't even know what what he can do what could he do right yeah. you know because he up until a recent you know a few years ago he used to we went through a period where he'd run off you know everyone had to be on mason watch because so we'd be at right. church or young men's or something and he'd just take off and he'd had didn't matter where he'd run right into traffic or wherever you know right at least he's gotten past that stage but, hopefully yeah he can regress, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you never you know, you always have to be on your toes. But right.
0: So, um how how easy how easy was it for him to learn to talk? You said it was hard for him to learn to walk because of his ankles and whatnot. Um at what what age did he start to talk? Like how late was that
1: to Um like three or four. He didn't talk, and we were really, you know, man, has this kid ever talk? We're praying for him, fasting for him. Right. You know, you know, please let this kid talk. And then once he started talking, then we're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, what we do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if he, uh, I mean, he has to take medication. Um, if he gets off, of, if his meds aren't working right or, you know, if he gets off his meds, he can literally drive you insane talking. Right. Or asking you the same question, no less than... Anywhere from 40 to 100 times in a row. Wow. You know, and uh, it definitely takes its toll on your patience. And if you don't your, answer him, what does he do at that point? At that when point, when you. he gets in those situations, you can answer him and you will answer him. And you'll, you'll try to like, you know, be doing something else too or something. And you'll just keep answering, keep answering. And you're like, and then you'll finally be like, Mason, I've answered this question. Please don't ask anymore. And then he'll find out different. He'll think of a different way to ask you the same question. And then he'll continue <laughs> yeah. to ask you and i mean it's just it's just uh unrelenting right you know so he definitely thank goodness for the medication he does take or else we'd all be in the loony house right now <laughs> starting with my wife <laughs> and then i'd be right behind her <laughs> uh, so yeah he's a good kid
0: though he is I a really good like kid. mason
1: yeah everyone likes him he's very social right he
0: always makes sure he comes and says hi and gives you a high five and for the people Knuckles he knows and, and,
1: and likes, he can make you feel like, I don't know. He can make, he, if you haven't seen him, you could be like, you saw him yesterday, but all of a sudden he'll come up and he'll be like, Hey, Lee! Yeah. And yeah. then run up and high five you and just yeah. think you, make you feel like you're probably the coolest person ever. Yeah. And then
0: ask if you, you're coming over
1: to his house. Yeah. And then try to make some type of plans. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So.
0: I usually, whenever he asks me if I'm coming over to his house, and I'm not. I always tell him, no, I'm, I'm going here," and he's like, "Oh." And then he'll like try to ask me if I want to come to his house then. Yeah, yeah like and then he'll rephrase it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I think it's his way of uh, saying that he wants you there or something like that. You know, right. like he wants to to do that.
1: Yeah, That's and as, and as far as communicating, you don't have regular conversations oh. with them. Right. Um, you. Uh, it it tr- it's, uns- it's sad, but you end up either asking him questions or he asking you questions but you kind of don't I don't know you just kind of go in circles or I don't know it's not like a typical hey Mason how you doing you know he might just say fine you know right do you want to do this no you know one word answers Um, you know it's hard to tell exactly how he's feeling you have to really kind of watch see how he's going to react
0: now is he is he picky as far as food
1: goes because I know some autistic kids are are picky that way no not at all. No, he's eating his, the problems issues we have with Mason is uh,
0: he's, he's allergic to a little, He's a
1: little bit lactose intolerant. Um, if he eats ice cream or milk or you know he fresh fresh stuff.
0: Perfect at my house then because I'm lactose intolerant.
1: Yeah, um, he'll throw it up. He'll spit it up, I don't know, or he'll give him you know gas, or whatever. Right, but cheese then other you know process seems like processed stuff like cheese and stuff doesn't seem to bother him. Hmm. But uh, his, and then it's really hard to feed him too because we still have to, like, he can eat a sandwich kind of. But a lot of times he'll end up messing it up or it falls apart. He can't eat a burrito. He can't pick up and eat food. He, you have to cut it up for him. And then he almost try to cut up things real small because he won't chew. He'll, like, take two bites and then. Swallow. He just swallows. <laughs> and then he eats really fast too. So you're just worried about his digestive system like oh man right this kid doesn't chew anything up he just swallows and if he's especially if he wants to get back to something he'll eat so fast it's crazy you're like this can't be healthy (laughs) and but it's weird he hasn't gained any weight since he's 14 he's been 115 to 120 pounds since he's been 14 and he's 20 now and, uh, and he's
0: grown a ton, though. He's, he's a lot taller than he was when he was 14, too.
1: No, he's pretty close. Is he the same yeah, height? he's the same height. He's Maybe I'm thinking of when he was shorter. Uh, yeah, younger he, than 14. Younger than 14. Right. But, yeah, so about 14 or 15, he hit about 5'11". And that's where he is now. And he hasn't changed much in the last six years. Right. Um, which has been a blessing because he has meltdown sometimes, and I'm able to still pick him up and carry him. Right. And take him, you know, out and... Get him calm down. Well, I remember. Um, I don't remember when,
0: when it was, but I remember he had that surgery on his legs. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? Was that around fifteen or sixteen, something like that? Fourteen. Yeah, thirteen,
1: fourteen.
0: What was what was that? Was that to fix? his... So
1: that was still going back to um, <clears throat> as his feet and ankles started developing. I they did. They'd you know bend up and touch his shins. Right. Well, his uh, as he grew his feet and ankles would roll in and that's where he always wore braces up to that point too. And so we took him to Phoenix Children's Hospital and Shriners and whatnot. And one doctor felt like he could, uh, adjust his foot by actually he had to lengthen his tendons on one side of his foot and then tighten it on the other side. And then he actually placed some bone inside his ankle. And uh, by the time he got all done, though, and Mason had like a, I don't know, it was like a, almost like a two-month recovery type period, Mason could stand straight on his foot. And then as we're interesting, as he stood straight on one foot, the other foot, we we thought we were going to have to get surgery on both feet. And uh, as he was standing straight on the one foot, the other foot kind of corrected itself as well. Really? Yeah. That's cool. uh, He had to always wear special shoes that had like very... Um, thick wedges on the, on his arch and whatnot. he had no arch right? whatsoever he was very flat footed and then his ankles would roll in and then he had that surgery and it corrected a lot of that it's not perfect by any means now but um, it's a lot better than it was yeah he doesn't wear special shoes anymore He he's able to wear regular shoes and his feet don't turn in And so yeah that's been a blessing we haven't really even dealt with that in years but for a long time he couldn't walk or anything like normal and right. he'd get tired after a little bit or now. You know, i take him jogging, um, take him on hikes, all kinds of stuff and he'll just go.
0: Huh. So how so when I was in when I was in high school I used to take um one of the special needs kids to the pool every every day. As one of the they because I swam, um because I was a swimmer, they said, Hey, why don't you, instead of going to this class every day, why don't you take this kid to swimming, the swimming pool to get his exercise? And he was, he was special. I don't remember if he was autistic or I don't remember what his case was, but I don't remember exactly. Um, but I remember I was, a, I was a senior, the, probably the strongest I've ever been in my life. And this kid was like a freshman and he was a ton stronger than I was. <laughs> <laughs> if you looked at him, you wouldn't think that he was like super strong um and i've I've heard that that's the case with a lot of people that are special special needs like that um whether they're autistic or what have you is mason that way like is he abnormally strong
1: mm, I would say no 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 I'd say even he's he's strong like he's so skinny though i mean right if you can imagine you know five eleven one fifteen one twenty right that's pretty skinny it is yeah
0: <laughs> so. no no I'm, I'm saying it is i'm, yeah. I'm agreeing yeah. oh okay yeah
1: yeah and uh um like he can't even he can he can bear the only person he's probably stronger than her you know I, I have four kids you know riley's um 17 you know he's he's right. strong strong like a full-grown man uh, my daughter brooke she's 12 almost 13 but she's probably stronger than Mason. Uh, She could, you know, if they wrestled, she would win The only one he's stronger than is Camille who's She's 10 And uh, she weighs 60 pounds You know So I would say no I mean, he is strong, he'll catch you off guard sometimes But I I remember that too I remember having a friend In scouts when I was 12 And yeah, he was abnormally strong Yes, yes
0: I think it's because they just They focus on one thing That's the only thing I can imagine Like Uh
1: yeah they have, yeah they don't
0: like like you or i if we got in a fight i've never want to fight you but if we got in a fight we'd be we'd be thinking about five six different things at the same time you know yeah in that scenario i this is just me thinking that probably they're foc they're ultra focused right and so they're focusing on i'm gonna you know they get a hold of you and they squeeze and that's all they focus on is squeezing, right? Or whatever, yeah. whatever the case is. And so I just remember that, that, that kid, man, it was a, it was brutal getting him out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> it took everything I could do to get him out of the pool. Cause he wouldn't want to go. He'd want to stay. Uh, yeah, he, he, it's not that he wanted to stay. He just didn't want to climb up the ladder. He didn't want to do any of that. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. So it was fun though. Yeah. I had a lot of interesting experiences with that kid. Like I'd have to, we'd take the driver's ed car, um, not to get off topic, but it's oh. a, kind of a funny story. We'd take the driver's ed car and <clears throat> I could get in and lock all the doors It had automatic locks. If I didn't get in and he didn't see me lock his door, he would try to get out while we were driving. He would like open the door. Oh my heck. And and even if it was locked, you know, you can open the door when it's locked so he would open the door, even though I locked it when I got in. So I would have to get in, physically lock the door and then shut it. And then I would lock all the doors when I got in. And the reason I found out he did that is I didn't do that one time. Like the first time I ever drove the car with him. And it was like two blocks away from the pool. And he tried to open the door. I like slam on the brakes and stop. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't get out. He didn't jump out. Though. No, no. He, he started to open. and he slammed on the brakes. Right. And I think he like, came forward and hit the seat or something because <laughs> he was in the back seat so then i got out and i opened the door and i remember them telling me that and I, i'm like yeah i'll just lock it when i get in and i went and locked it and then he didn't try
1: it after that <laughs> well, i'm surprised they actually let you drive him in high school yeah that's a that that must be a utah thing <laughs> maybe yeah he has he's had lots of um you know buddies and whatnot but I can't imagine anyone other than like an adult (laughs) driving. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good that you even (laughs) Yeah. Got him back and forth without any issue. Yeah. And I was
0: I was the only one at the pool. It was just me and him. Well and there was a lifeguard there. But the lifeguard wasn't even out in the pool. It was just him and I. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was funny, they would tell me they're like uh (laughs) they're like, Okay, get him on the diving board. What you get him on the diving board, get him at the end, and then he's not gonna wanna jump. And so you have to push him off the diving board. <laughs> and then you have to keep him in the deep end because he needs to get his exercise. And so I would spend the whole time, like, like keeping him in the deep end so he couldn't touch. So he'd have to swim Just the whole time. Just corralling him. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, that, and I, they had this big, like, beach ball. And I would throw it in the deep end. And um, and then he would go try to grab onto it. But he could never, like, get it under him to float on it. And so he would like try to push it out into the shallow and I would have to keep pushing it into the deep end and then keep him in the sh- in the deep end. It was, it was fun. I, it, I enjoyed it, but it was thinking back on it. It was like, man, it was a lot of work doing that. And oh, then, yeah. and then getting him out of the pool. It was, it was crazy. I can't imagine having a kid that, you know, with all those challenges like, like Mason, that would be difficult. I would have a hard time with it. You're a ton better person than I am, for
1: sure. No, that's not true at all. Right? No, that's totally true. No, cuz if you had the ch- if you if one of your kids were like that, you would do you would meet the challenge. And that's I just because well, me, I've seen me and my wife are very normal. I've seen how like any, how you handle
0: else. how you and your wife handle Mason. And you're so much better than I could ever you be. don't see yeah well
1: we're that's when we're on our best behavior out in public i mean we have i've been at your house when you're not in public and i've seen you <laughs> handle it all right <laughs> but so no and I, and i i've I seen what
0: i've seen when you got mad at when you're upset lost your temper a little bit with him, and it's like mason don't do that <laughs> like that's an exact that's exactly
1: how you sounded um, mason don't do that there's only so much you can do sometimes it doesn't do any good anyways (laughs) i'd be ripping my belt
0: off i'd be like chasing him down the street
1: you don't do that boy Uh that would be my reaction but you're like mason don't do that you realize what what you can and can't do and then you at the same time i I think the the biggest thing with that and most people if you're in that situation you'd be thinking the same thing it's like you know uh, how's mason handling all this you know he didn't choose to be this way you know right How's he, um, you know? How's this fair to Mason? Right,
0: you know. It's not for sure, right? Yeah. But how much does he understand? You
1: know. I think he understands a lot. You think? Yeah. I mean, obviously not everything. I think right. some stuff goes by him, but I do. I still think he understands a lot. He, he definitely understands. Like I said, when people are annoyed with him, or if, when he's being left out, he does not like to be left out. You don't have to, you know. Which is, which has been. A lot of fun throughout the years is I've always tried to include him in everything possible that I can. Like when we try to sink my jet ski? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> How did he handle that? Uh,
1: he seemed a little nervous. Uh, yeah, I'm sure day. he was a little scared. But I don't know, he, seems to be, he seems to handle things pretty well. I mean, he gets scared. I mean, he. there was a time when he had no fear. Mm-hmm. When he was like 10, 11, 12. He would go on with the high dive. He wouldn't think twice. He would just leap right off and just... Leap off anything. Um, that he, was actually I, a problem. One time, I had the pool empty, and he went out, and there was like six inches of water down in. You know, and he jumped. At, yes, right off the diving board. And did he get hurt? Yeah, he has. <laughs> and he has bad ankles, anyways. You know. Ouch. Yeah, and so that has changed. He is now it's swung the other way. Now he's super nervous. Yeah, you can't get him to do a lot of stuff, even like when we take him out on your boat. Right. I mean, he doesn't want to get on the inner tube. Doesn't want to get in the water. Yeah, doesn't even want to get in the water. Yeah, <laughs> you have to like push him in. Yeah. So I'll have yeah. to show you some techniques of how
0: to get him in the water. <laughs> I'm like a pro at that. <laughs> yeah. I have many years experiencing that.
1: And, and I can't, you know, yeah. There's, I, I guess, somehow if you can talk him into it, but I forced him in the water, but it doesn't do any good, you know, right? Because then he will start to panic, and then you feel like a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a schmuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, okay. Um, worst dad of the year award right here (laughs) that's not true that's not true
0: so what do you think your biggest challenges have been with with mason
1: you and your wife i think our biggest challenge is constantly wondering if we're doing everything we can you know or if we're overdoing stuff you know we're letting him doing enough stuff on his own and just development in general it's really challenging to to know because we have no idea what you know about autism or any of that stuff right? and just trying to figure out if we're doing right by Mason and then on the flip side of that Mason will when he does get in these moods he requires a lot of attention he draws a lot of attention so then it's really challenging for us to make sure that we don't focus too much on Mason and then not pay enough attention to our you know we have three other kids right you know and he'll suck the attention out of the room a lot you know, and so it's it's challenging to try to be balanced, you know, and make sure everyone you're taking care of everyone, and that's a constant fear. You know, all of our kids are going to need therapy, you know, someday. <laughs> I think everybody does anyway. Yeah, but therapy
0: that's not a bad thing. No, therapy's not.
1: <laughs> no. I used to think it, it can, was. Isn't no, it? It, it's not. It really isn't. It should not have any baggage stigmatism to it. But right. You just try to hope you can. You know, raise your kid as, kids as best you can. You right.
0: So what you're saying, uh, what can Mason do on his own then?
1: Completely on un- it. I mean... Can he tie his shoes? No. 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 He can... Uh, he'll dress himself. Like, he goes in, puts on his pajamas. Um, he still wears pull-ups at night because he'll right. have accidents. Not every night, you know, but some nights. But, yeah, he can pull up... Go in and do stuff like that, but I mean, we literally have to help him brush his teeth, um, bathe him still. Um, and he 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 goes in and gets in the bathtub, but he you can't just expect him to wash himself. Just he'll just sit in there. Yeah, he'll just sit in there. Whatever you know, but yeah, no, he won't bathe himself. You have to go in and you have to go do it for him. Yep. Yep. Um. He will play video games by himself. Yes. He, he can do that. Yeah. He loves video games. Right. Uh, you know, What certain kid ones. doesn't, though. Right. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. The kid in all of us, you know. Right. Um, he loves movies and, you know, kids' shows. Uh, I'm in nursery right now. He loves going into nursery and playing with the kids. Right now, there was a, a and I love it too because some kids will be scared of him. You know, just because they notice something's different. And then there's some kids that will just love to play with them. And, right. uh, the, the There's a family that just started going back to church recently. And their son has been there the last two weeks. And he loves playing with Mason. I mean, they're ma- playing the whole time. It's funny. You know, you have this 20-year-old person and this 3-year-old person. <laughs> and they're right about the same level. You know, they're having a good time together. Um as far as the, yeah what what can he do on his own i mean he can write his name and, um he he loves to do puzzles he's actually really good at puzzles you know like 100 piece puzzles nothing like a thousand like right but like a kid puzzle
0: like a a puzzle that's for his age
1: yeah yeah he loves star wars um we have pandora and he loves to put on movie soundtracks and he'll listen to those all day long and uh, he loves to dance, like we talked about earlier. He's got his own dance moves. They're patented Mason <laughs> dance moves. <laughs> but <laughs> they're pretty good ones, better than me. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we send him on errands nowadays. Um, we can send him down to the neighbor's house and say, hey, go get this. Just to try to, you know, some type of development. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's challenging to know when are we doing too much and when are we not doing enough? You know, it's, it's hard to know.
0: How have your other kids, um, taken this? How, how have they, I'm sure it's a challenge for them. How do they handle Mason and his challenges that he, that having an autistic brother present?
1: Yeah, I, I think they're pretty normal in the sense that they, uh, they really, I think they they do a really good job of handling Mason, but there's moments, just you know, just like Carly and I, you can get worn down, and so you get frustrated with them sometimes. Right. But uh, they do a really good job, especially Brooke. Uh, she seems to go out of her way to play with Mason and play games with them. Um, she goes in the bathroom, you know, just to use the bathroom or something. Mason Nelson, go run over there and just. Start saying, little pig, little pig, let me in, you know. And Brooke, she <laughs> plays, right, yeah, 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 not by there. She plays right back <laughs> along with them, you know. And uh, but overall, I'd say all of them are very patient. And uh, like I said, don't so far don't seem to resent him for the the extra, you know, attention that he requires. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I think they do, they do a pretty good job I'll never forget that time that, uh,
0: that You guys went out to What is it, the Randolph home or something And they were talking about the Special needs ki- It's not special needs out there The kids that yeah. are out there
1: Yeah, they're all special And
0: they were talking, oh you gotta treat them this way and that way And they're specifically telling Riley that And Riley like don't they understand? I've been preparing for this my whole life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and that is a cool thing, you know, about having right. someone like Mason in your family is. Yeah, that's that's normal now, you know, right. for for those kids, being around someone like that will never be unusual, you know. Right. But one one of my favorite stories is uh, um, a couple years ago at Stake Encampment they did a challenge for the priests, and uh, Riley was, was there, Mason was there, and they had this obstacle where they had, to, uh, they had two, two lines about, probably about 30 yards apart, and they had a bucket of rocks and some rope. and The challenge was for the priests to uh, somehow build stepping stones across this gap and these rocks were very big, you know, hard. you could barely stand on one of them. And uh, they had to cross this gap and get, they had like, I don't know, probably like 30, 40 priests and get everyone across the gap without touching the ground. They could only use these stepping stones that were in this bucket. And uh, so they finally, you know, it took them like six or seven tries before they even got one person across. But once you get one person across, you got to get, all the rest of the people across you know and some people are balanced you know good good athletes are very agile right and some people weren't and these kids they figured all that stuff out and then finally um it came to getting mason across and uh riley uh carried him across on his back and it took him more than one try but i mean all those priests and riley and all the leaders were just like it was a neat experience to to see them, you know, carry this one kid across. Were they the only group that did that, or were there other groups that
0: carried the kid across also?
1: Um, no, it was all one group. There was you know, oh, it was only one group. Yeah, they did. it was, was a challenge. He
0: the, was he the only kid that got carried across then? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but
1: you know, there's other kids that struggled too, you know, but right? It was a. It's neat cool experience. to
0: see his younger brother know that, you know what, he's not going to be able to do this, let me pick up the slack where he can't, and do it, you know, that's a, that just shows how mature Riley is, you know, and how much he loves his brother, really, you know, I think, that just shows how good of parents you and your wife are, really, (laughs) that you've raised him that way, right?
1: We haven't screwed him up enough to... Um, (laughs) <laughs> that he didn't feel or maybe right? you
0: screwed him up <laughs> enough that he did that right yeah i don't know he loves his brother enough that he's gonna you know knows that he can't accomplish that task without without the help so
1: yeah it's yeah it's neat on both sides you know see him
0: mason was probably on his back going Woo! <laughs> 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 well that was the other thing they couldn't
1: talk throughout the whole challenge how did that how did Did you like have to gag Mason? No, he. um, I remember. I guess just because of all the other boys being quiet too, he just was quiet. And he knew it was you know it was difficult for them to do. Mason will be quiet at at points. You know, we took him shooting yesterday. um, Thanks for the invite. Appreciate (laughs) that. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) We'll get you out there next time. We just went down and met my dad at a indoor shooting range. Oh, nice. Which one? Ted's. Okay. In Queen Creek, and uh, we got in there, and Mason was super excited. So he starts talking really loud, almost sh- shouting. And some of the guys who were shooting; were like, turning around, and looking, you know. And my dad goes, "Oh, he can't, he can't scream in here." And I go, "Well, that's too bad, because uh, if you, if he can't scream in here, then neither one of us can stay. You know, I'm leaving too. You know, either they can, they're gonna have to deal with it, or we'll just have to leave to all of us. You know." Right. And uh within about five minutes so he he got over his excitement and he was quiet for the rest of the hour, you know. So he knew he knows, but he does like to get excited, excited excited and yell, you know. Right. And even though I I could tell my dad just wasn't used to being in that situation. You know, he's like, Oh, I don't mean to offend you or anything and I go, I know you're not trying to offend me, but this is what I deal with, you know, every day. And if someone can't deal with that, then, you know, they can come talk to me, you know. Then tough i'm gonna punch him in the face no. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that'd be the result but it's never happened <laughs> <laughs> it's because they see your captain american shield in your car whatever that's why <laughs> no, i would never yeah resort to violence but yeah you feel like you know hey you know this is just the way it is you know right and I'm, and if they
0: just took two seconds to
1: know mason they would know that's what i'm saying you know, all you have to do is talk to him Okay. Right. Like, hey, he wants to come here and enjoy shooting just like the rest of us, you know. Right. And yeah, he does yell sometimes. And just hope it's not when you're pulling the trigger. <laughs> Actually he did scream a couple times. It was just like it scared him. I think we shot the AR fifteen and that you know, those things are so loud. Right. But
0: so Huh. So yeah, I remember going on a lot of campouts with Mason. And it makes it really
1: fun. Yeah, it, is. it does make it fun. It, uh, it brings a whole different aspect to the camp out. Um, you know, I think throughout the years, uh, Mason, actually it was weird how he lined up just right with uh, Taylor and Brayden. Right. I mean, those guys are like all-stars to me. Right. In the sense that they would include Mason in everything that they would and do. And watch out for him. And watch and out for him and, and right. play with them you know they knew um, just how to handle him yep yeah I mean those guys played he Mason used to put him in jail you know for hours <laughs> on end and yeah. uh they loved it they'd play right along with him you know um and, and stuff like that that really I don't know endears your heart to to different people right you know yeah they're they're uh those two are real,
0: real good friends of mine. I I have a lot of respect for Taylor and Braden. Uh, they're two of the good ones for sure. Two of the best.
1: So I'm sure too if those, the parents of that, that kid you said you took swimming, I bet they... I don't even think they ever knew. Really?
0: Yeah, it's, it's his older brother was in my grade. I don't even know if he even
1: knew. Well, it's, uh, it's if funny they how did that know i'm sure they would deeply appreciate it maybe i don't know maybe not uh, I'm, I'm sure they did
0: i'm sure they did i'm sure they would have i enjoyed it i uh it was challenging but man i loved it cuz i didn't have to go to class it's like a win win right like wait i don't have to go to class and i can go to the pool <laughs> uh win yep. so and then when it, uh, when it wasn't winter anymore, when it was spring, because that, that happened in the winter, when it was spring, then and wrestling was over, then we wouldn't go to the pool anymore. We'd go to the wrestling room, and they had this big swing in there that attached to the ceiling, a big rope swing, and then at the bottom of it, it had two big loops that he could put his legs through, and you put him on that, and he would swing for a whole hour in that room. Around the whole room, it was it was pretty cool. That would be cool. So I just put him in there, and he would just run around and like swing, swing. really high. Yeah, uh, it was cool. really cool. Um, so I mean, we swam a lot because I started it in like I don't know in the winter, like November ish or something. So that's when they was it indoor pool. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the public pool, the pool that we did our swimming in diving and water polo and all that so but it was awesome because i basically didn't have my second hour class the whole rest of the school year i got a straight a out of it because of it
1: what class was that
0: um it was um we i don't remember what it's called um we like took down and set up the um stage and stuff for programs and all that and for like assemblies and stuff like that, we'd take down and set up stuff. And on the football field, we'd go and take down and set up stuff for, for the football games and it was all that. Sound, and, uh, sound equipment? No, we didn't do any sound equipment. It's all other stuff. So we had a we had it detached at the time. Now now it's all in one inclusive with the high school. But at the time, our high school was detached from our gym um and in the gym it was like a we call it's called the Palladium and they had a the basketball court had it was like a giant bowl basically so seats all around that went up the sides a oh, big bowl like like you see in like a college right and then if they were going to do anything on the floor you had to put this special floor down over the basketball court Cause they didn't want to ruin the basketball court doing anything on it. So anytime they set up like a stage or anything like that, you had to put this special, it was like a puzzle. You had to put it down this little, um, it's almost like a cutting board mm-hmm. stuff that you'd have to interlock together. And they like a puzzle. They yeah. go together and you put it all over the whole floor and then you'd set the stage up on top of that. So it wouldn't ruin the basketball floor, it's protect the void floor. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. we'd set, set up the stage and that floor. And no then worry. when it was done, we'd take it down. <laughs> that was, and so we were. I don't remember what the class was called. Was it roadies class? No. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't remember what it was called. But I took it because I'm like, oh, that should be an easy A. It turned out it was like, it was like prep to work. It was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they found me. They're like. Oh, why don't you take this kid to, instead of going to class, why don't you take this kid to the pool and take him here and do this, do the exercise. I'm like, Oh, uh, that's a win. Let's do that. Yeah. So it turned out good. And it was fun. I learned a lot, um, with, with the kid having the needs that he had, the special needs that he had, it, it taught me to deal with it. But then it helped me, you know, kind of see his side, you know, the challenges, the, of the it. challenges yeah. of it. Right. And so, um, it, it helped me, uh, I think more than it helped him really. Yeah. I don't know how much he got out of it other than, uh, he probably hated me cause I was making him tread water for an hour and <laughs> no, pushing him off the diving board and everything. I'm just doing what they were telling me to do, you know, if he, uh, I'm sure if he hated you, you'd know. Probably, he probably would have drowned me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> got a hold of super me. Super strength. And, yeah. Probably got a hold of me and choked me out. So but So um, What uh, What does the future hold for Mason As far as You say school's done Then what You're looking for programs What uh, He'll never live alone obviously So what's the What's the future yep. you, you that's a, know? Yeah
1: That's a big mystery right now We don't that's We're not really exactly a sure Yeah Yeah we're, we're hoping You know I, I know we Probably it's, It seems like Whenever there's situations like that, though, something will work out, you know, right. something will present itself or, um, Carly's really good about doing research and finding stuff. I don't know. She probably hates it, but, um, I guess it's just the mom in her. She can't get away from it, you know? Right. And, uh, but I don't know, you know, or she's trying to, she jokes that she's going to get some job that she can do with Mason, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I What's can, that going to be? I don't, she's saying (laughs) she wants to be a delivery person and then she'll have Mason run the packages up to the door. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hope they don't answer the door. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Some people might not like that.
1: Well, yeah. We're thinking of one where you just leave it, you know, on the doorstep. Amazon
0: delivery. Yeah. You totally do that. Yep. They leave it at my front door all the time. There you go. And they don't even knock on the door. Right. They're they just jerks. Come up, they just come up and leave it. They come up and leave it. I've never had one stolen yet. I'm just waiting for it to get stolen. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm be, glad that'll last be Mason one didn't get stolen.
1: Mason and Carly. <laughs> Go do it. Go <laughs> leave in people's packages
0: to Go. get stolen. Uh, you could set it down there, take the picture, pick the package back up,
1: put it in your car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the last thing they would want to do. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. We don't. Honestly. Uber
0: you could do Uber Lyft have him up
1: there singing yeah she's talked about that you know doing that <laughs> not with Mason necessarily but she is talking about that. I don't, please no you could totally please. do that with Mason in the front seat
0: <laughs> yeah. do that in your little your new little uh, SUV thing yeah that's not
1: a uh, we, Yeah, I have my own feelings about awesome. Uber and Lyft I don't like them that uh, would be awesome I think it works as a customer I don't think it works as a, a business that would be awesome. Be so entertaining. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: maybe. <yeah. laughs> it would probably work a lot better.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So. but yeah, it'll be. It's a mystery. We don't know what's coming up next. Um, like I said, I'm sure it'll be good. Um, it's kind of scary though, in yeah. the sense that like you don't. Yeah, we don't know where we'll be. You know, if you know, Mason outlives us, we don't know where. You know, how that work out. Either we're, one of his siblings will have to take him or the state will take him. Something, yeah. yeah. And that's what it has to be, right? Yeah. Something. Unless we've figured out something else by then, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Unless miraculously. But, yeah, we feel like we have to plan financially in order that, you know, if something were to happen to us, it, he'll be taken care of. You know, we have family trust. That's good. That does a lot of that stuff, you know, until, you know,. Even tells what Mason likes and what does he what he doesn't like, you know, and how to handle him in certain situations. But yeah, it takes uh, a lot of planning. Probably a lot of planning we're not very good at, you know. But we're just trying to make You're it. trying though. make it work, yeah, yeah. We want it to work. We want to do good, but we'll see where it goes. That's all you can do. Yeah. So try to plan.
0: Well, I want to shift gears a little bit. I just had a thought come into my mind. I want to talk about that um, that canoeing trip.
1: The canoe trip? Yeah. <laughs> the canoe trip we thought. Yeah. We almost killed some scouts.
0: Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm All right. fine with that. So that happened, what, two years ago? Yep. Was it two years ago? Two years ago, November like 20th or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty chilly The water was kind of chilly then A little bit chilly Not wasn't, bad It wasn't bad No we,
1: So we went up there What was the place called? Um, it was the Verde River And we were, we camped out at the base of uh, Bartlett Lake Bartlett Dam Yeah, Bartlett Dam We were on the riverside of Bartlett Dam And
0: It was a bunch uh, of scouts It was just yeah.
1: uh, Was it teachers? 14 and 15 year olds? Yep teachers we had ten, 10 scouts two uh two boys that weren't even members of the troop they just came along to go down the river because it'd be awesome yeah because yeah. it sounded awesome yeah, it was awesome <laughs> it was awesome all up to about a mile and a half into their trip <laughs> <laughs> and that was actually awesome looking back on it It was a good Uh, learning experience. Yeah, I guess it was awesome that we survived. That no one, no one got hurt. That was awesome. Uh huh. But good experience. So we were there.
0: How many leaders were there? How many, how many adults were there? There was you, me, uh, your brother. Yep. Who else was there? My brother Turley there.
1: Yes, and Nathan Turley. Nate Turley.
0: So it was four of us there.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: And then I wasn't. I wasn't going to go down. I was going to park down. Yeah, you were going to meet us at the other end. end. Yep. And I was the only one. And you were get We we shuffled you the cars. And I, you yeah. and I drove down. Oh, you know what? More more drove down than that because your brother's tr- vehicle
1: was there too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Me, you, my brother, we... Remember that morning we got up. Right. Moved our... All moved the vehicles down to the yes. end location. And then location. came back in your truck. Right. Yeah. And then you guys pushed off
0: and... And then I drove down to the end spot. Right. And you're gonna wait for us. So. Yeah. And so we get. Uh, so I'll tell you from my my side of it. We get. I get down there, and I'm thinking to myself, it's probably gonna take an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two hours, to go from point A, the start to the finish. <laughs> That's
1: a, I, yeah, I think that's what we calculated. that's what we kind we of thought it was gonna be like four or five miles of water right yeah and, we and figured, it's pretty fast moving it's yeah, not it was, it's not slow no it
0: has a current definitely has a current right, yeah. and so I'm down there, I'm waiting waiting two hours goes by no, no one shows up, three hours goes by, and then your brother shows up, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, rush left before. His brother, <laughs> he should be here. And I remember your brother showed up and his son, and they looked like drowned dogs. They looked terrible. They looked like they had been through the ringer. And he came and he's like, "Where's Where's Rush at?" And I go, "I have no idea. I've been sitting here waiting. I don't know." And I tried to call you on your phone and it went right to voicemail. I'm like, well, maybe he turned it off. And. And then he's like, well, and then your brother kind of told me what, what was up there. He's like, yeah, there's these, these, these trees that grew across the river. And, and then, I don't know, we went through it and it dumped us over. And so <laughs> we grabbed our boats and we went up <laughs> and tried it again. <laughs> and then they made it through the second time.
1: <laughs> well, I think they got dumped out the second time too. But they made it through the but second But they went time. all the way through, yeah. Yeah,
0: the first time it stopped them. And they and they came up and grabbed the boat, went back upstream, yes. <laughs> got
1: it in the boat again and tried it again. Which, looking back, I cannot believe anybody would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Only my brother is uh, that crazy or dumb. I don't know <laughs> which one it is. <laughs> combination of both. But yeah, so right off the bat, right when you get in the river there, there's two sides right? No, it splits. It doesn't split. It just has like a little lake area. So we paddled down that and then it just stops. So we had to come back and then go back down where my brother went. That's the only way down. So there okay. was like a narrow there was a narrow part that had it was rush uh, water was moving real fast. right. That's so where he went. Yeah, but we asked somebody and they're like, no, there's another way around the other way. And so we're like, oh well, let's just go the other way. We'll avoid any of those rapids, and uh, so we we paddled, end up having to go, you know, probably about two hundred and fifty yards, turning around, coming back, and having to go back down the same way my brother went. So when you turn around, did you just paddle upstream, or did you actually no? It's lift like it a it's a lake. It literally has no. It's just a a area of water that's just filled up. There's no current at that point. Oh, so you just paddled back up then? Yes. Okay. So we just paddled back over to where the water was going down. And then so now my brother is way ahead of you. Half, yeah, 20, 30 minutes (laughs) ahead of us. And he's traveling by himself with just one. His son was with him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just the one boat. Right. They had had a kayak, two man (laughs) kayak, and it's just him and his son. So I've got, and so that's, so we had more than 10 boys. Because I still had 10 boys in addition to him, my brother and his son. So at this, at this point, it's just Brother Turley and I and 10 boys. Right. And I'm actually in a 20-foot aluminum canoe by myself. Everyone's got their own little kayaks or whatever. And then Some there's that like one paddle more. boat. Yeah, and, <laughs> and our cool cool paddle boat. The,
0: the old school kind that you do the, with your feet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just like you'd see out on on a pond or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was perfect for this scenario, by the way. Yeah. It actually did really well. It was the most stable boat out there. (laughs) way up to one point.
0: (laughs) Up till the traumatic point.
1: But anyways, we were going along and we were actually, uh, we knew there was a little bit more rapids than going down the salt river, the lower salt. And that's what we were looking for, a little bit more of a challenge. And, but we were meeting those challenges all the boys were and after we got we went down the first there was a first little like one foot waterfall Uh we all got dumped out and my phone got wet and so that's why my phone didn't work it was supposed to be in a waterproof case but it wasn't it got wet immediately and um but we just continued on we all got back in we were having a good time nobody mind getting dumped out we're having fun (laughs) and uh about a mile half down the river um, I'm in the back. Brother Turley's in the front. All the boys are... Well, actually, there's some boys behind me still. I thought Turley was in his own. He was in his own kayak. Oh, he was just in front of you. He gotcha. was just in the front of the boys. Gotcha. We were trying to, you know, keep a leader in the front yeah. and a leader in the back. But the paddle boat was behind me still. But the water, the river channeled down into some reeds to where it's probably about, I don't know, eight, nine feet wide is all. It was pretty narrow. But when it does that, the current picks up, well, obviously. It chokes down right. the river. And I'm going along and I hit this... uh, I just come up and I look up and I see two boys pinned against their kayaks. It's a two-man kayak. It's turned sideways against these reeds that cross the entire river. And they're just screaming bloody murder. I see the leader's kayak just upended, pinned against the reeds, like up and down. Right. And my son has moved over to the side. He's avoided this situation he pulled off the side he pulled off to the side yeah
0: he's like uh
1: i see the writing on this i'm not doing this yeah and uh so i just paddle towards my son because i'm thinking i'm going to jump out and go help those boys pinned against the reeds that's like seven seconds is all it takes and i paddle to where riley is i jump out of this canoe and by the time i've turned around the paddle boat was right behind me it is now smashed against the reeds those two boys in the paddle boat, Carl and Bryce are gone. Um, the two boys that are in the two man kayak are gone. And there's just the, ta- the paddle boat, the two man kayak and the leader's kayak just all smashed against the reeds. No boys, everyone's gone.
0: And it's good to mention that Bryce can't swim really very well. He's not a strong swimmer. No. Right. Yeah. And this, and this current's pretty heavy at this point, right?
1: Yeah. So as I'm coming across, um, one of the boys, or the two boys that were in the kayak have somehow made it to the other side of the river. Did you know this at that point? I don't know what point I realized that. But I'm like heading, wading into the water. The how current, deep was the water? It's like, well, it's only like, uh, it's like below my waist. But the current is so strong, I can't even walk from one side of the river to the other without, it would sweep me off my feet. Okay. That's how strong the current is. But I just dive underneath the reeds from the side I'm on. And I immediately find Bryce under the completely underwater, and doing like a dog paddle motion upstream, and just a look of terror. Right. Um. You know,
0: he looks like he's he, in a losing he, battle. Yeah,
1: he's trying to fight upstream, and there's no way to do that. Like Michael Phelps couldn't even swim up this stream. No, it's Nobody. Nobody could, right? Yeah. And at that point, I'm but I'm able to like go under far enough to grab him by the life vest. And it's weird, like this one motion. I don't know how far I moved him, but I grab him out from the river and pull him. But it's like it's weird. It's like one smooth motion, and I throw him up to where Riley is, was standing in the river, all, uh, by his kayak. And it, it feels like he weighs twenty pounds. Right. When this kid is six, he's six three. He's a big boy. Probably two sixty. At least. Right. Yeah, maybe two eighty. And um, um, when I do that, the other boy that was with him, Carl, all of a sudden pops up out of nowhere from underwater right next to Riley. So now I know where five boys are. I know there's two on the other side, three right here. Was Um, my son one of those that you
0: knew where he was at at that point or No.
1: No. I don't know where christian is at this point i'll tell you what he told me after after you get done with this okay but i think he was right there hmm. no? no okay you'll have to remind me where he was at i don't distinct memory but i just remember at that point you knew uh, where five were at that point i know five were and then i'm going back underneath the reeds and i'm searching for more people i can't find any as i push up on the reeds and stuff it actually loosens up and two of the kayaks get sucked under the reeds and go keep going down river the paddle boat is just done it's stuck against those reeds so tight I can't budge it right and I come back about out of the water and uh, also hear someone screaming for help and my nightmare scenario is somebody is sucked under the reeds their life jacket or something has gotten caught on a branch or something and they're drowned and they're stuck right? yeah but from in the middle of the reeds it's like 50 feet at least 50 feet long 100 feet long maybe I can hear someone screaming for help right and I try to just walk through the reeds. These reeds are so thick you can't even get through them. So my mind, I I don't know why, but I think if something happens, he's going to let go and get washed downstream. So I get back out of the reeds and I go up on the bank and I fight my way down to the backside of this island of reeds. And I start screaming, let go, let go. And um, I don't know what happens at that point, but all of a sudden, um, Spencer Wade just comes out of the water and literally runs right into me, and I grab him and pull him out of the river, and uh, I go back around, and we go back up to the front there, and it turns out that Spencer was, like, in the middle there and was able to, like, hold on to different reeds, and he was, like, I guess he found an air pocket or something. He was able to yell help, and then Riley was crawled in there to, and could see his hands and try to reach for him, and when he reached for Riley, he lost his grip, and then that's when he washed out and came to me. So he didn't hear you saying let go. I doubt it. I don't think so. I've never heard him say he heard that. But uh, so then we go back up. I don't know what to do. So I tell the boys to stay there. Tell the other boys on that side of the river to stay there. And I'm just this is the worst, right? Moment of my life. You're thinking. You're thinking.
0: I've just had five boys die.
1: Yeah, I don't know where my watch. Yeah, I don't know where they are. I don't know if they're dead. I don't know what's going on. So the only thing I can think to do is to head down the river bank. And so I do. And the river bank is walled off by these reeds. Once you're on the, the part where you can walk on it's just, and it's all bouldery, it's like river boulders that are like right. the size Big, right. yeah, size of your head. So they're, you're tough to walk on. I'm trying to jog. Well, my head's pretty small, so they're probably bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm just trying to get in close. That's like a bowling ball. Right. It's like trying to run on a bunch of bowling balls. Right. And, uh, I get about a hundred yards down the river bank and the river starts to turn to the, as I'm going, it's turning to the left and I hear some voices on somewhere and I can get to a point where I can see over the reeds across the river and I yell over there and some voices yell back and finally I hear brother Turley and brother Turley's over there with the four other boys. So, um, I do know that I don't know if Christian was one of the ones he was there was one boy that actually just as he hit the the reeds he stayed inside his kayak rolled over sailed through the reeds and then was able to roll his kayak back over I mean and he was in and out in within seconds I mean and he thought it was a blast he was like that was so much fun these three other boys Christian um Dalen Dalen And um, Gabe No, Gabe's the one that stayed in his kayak He thought it was awesome Yeah, he thought it was awesome (laughs) Uh, No, it was Rock's son KJ KJ, yep KJ, they all um, Somehow they were underneath the reeds for a while They were like not, I guess, stuck Or not knowing where to go And at that point, from what I understand Brother Turley had gotten washed through the reeds but he actually was able to fight current, go back up underneath the reeds and found those three boys and pulled them back down river.
0: So Christian told me right after it happened, as we were going home that night, I had asked him what happened. Um, he said when they got to it, he was like, "Uh Oh, what do we do? <laughs> Cause it's just, there's nowhere to go. And he says it, it capsized them and they crashed and then they went under and and everything just got really dark like Yeah like it w- like it was really cloudy. Well almost it w- like it was night, well, he said. Yeah,
1: the reeds were so thick they blocked out the
0: light. Yeah. That's how and he was- said it got really scary. And he said at first I tried to fight to swim up like back upstream to get out of it. That was the and he said, but, reaction, it, I think. but it was impossible. And then and then it swept me down. And, and then I popped out the other side and then he saw Brother Turley and he was with, with, uh, um, Dayland. Dayland, yeah. Dalen,
1: him and Christian were all together. No, Dalen,
0: right. Christian and KJ. Yes. Yeah. So him and Dalen um, were buddies. They were in the same boat or whatever, I guess. And they finally made it through and they, and it was, he said it was super scary. It was one of the scariest things they ever went through. Right. And then once he got through it, he was like, Man, that was awesome, but going through it, he said it was terrible. So he told it a little bit different than than uh, Turley did. He he said Turley didn't need to. That Turley didn't come. He never said that Turley came and got him. He said they went through. They just went through. It forced him through. He said you couldn't stop. It was the yeah. It was going to wash you through no
1: matter what. The only thing that would have kept you from is if somehow there was like a branch or something that you snagged on or something. He said when it capsized him. It sent them through, and, their,
0: and they lost their boat. Yeah. And then they came out the other side, and then all of a sudden their boat bloop, popped up,
1: and they grabbed it. and So and that's then tur- probably when I freed the boat on the other side. Maybe. Because that wasn't their boat. That was the one. I bet it was the one. Uh, um, oh, darn it. I can't think of his name. His friend, Daniel, and he just lives right over here next to you. Sean son oh yeah yeah I know who you're talking about um, well, anyways yeah. that I think that was the boat that they were in that was stuck and then I freed it oh, and okay. popped up on their side because several of the boats got washed downstream so that was the challenge afterwards so finally we got everyone back together it was finding the boats yeah we didn't have enough boats at that point so the 20- foot canoe <laughs> that I was in by myself <laughs> was all of a sudden filled with five scouts. Because they didn't have boats or paddles. (laughs) Right. And I was actually waiting. I I was floating behind it. Right. Because there wasn't enough room. And two, I just kind of wanted to stabilize the canoe. Right. At that point, it's overweighted at that point. I didn't want anything else to happen. And so
0: at that point, after that happened, now everyone's scared, right? That that everything. Petrified. And so it's a slow go at that point, right? Yeah.
1: It's a slow go, but there's weird things happen. We found, we ended up finding two kayaks that didn't belong to us. And a, and a canoe. And a canoe, right? Yeah. So And we ended up finding all the canoes we lost too. All the kayaks. We the only thing we ended up losing was like That paddle. That paddle three boat. Three or four paddles. And the paddle boat. I had to Which I remember
0: when we <laughs> when we were picking up all the boats, I remember the person that owned the paddle boat was like, Don't bring it back with you. We don't want that. <laughs> and so Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, I remember they offered that, but then they were disappointed when we didn't bring it back, though. (laughs) Oh, were they? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, They said they didn't want it back, but then... Yeah. Yeah. Which, actually, I was surprised that paddle boat was actually very stable over little one-foot waterfalls and stuff. It went right over them, no problem. It wasn't until it got stuck against the reeds. So
0: So it was pretty scary. And then uh, it took so long, it took... How many hours did it end up taking? Like four or five hours. Four or five hours at least. It was and terrible. It was getting dark. Yeah. And so at one point, I I know I I was sitting on the on the beach of the river, <laughs> and I'm like, man, when when are they gonna get here? No one's coming. No one's coming. And I couldn't get a hold of you. And so I called my wife up, and I'm like, they're not here. I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, it's getting dark. You better call. You better call someone. And so I ended up calling the sheriff department department and they sent a a helicopter out Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then found you guys. Um, And then a couple of the boys ended up getting an
1: awesome helicopter ride. Yeah. Well, we ended up the one twenty foot canoe that we borrowed from Clint. Yeah. I ended up getting stuck on a rock. Right. With those two boys in it. And they're, they're like the two scaredest boys. And then the sheriff's department showed up, so they ended up, yeah, at that point taking them out. And then I was able to get the canoe off the rock, right? But, so,
0: and I actually had to take from the ending spot. I had to go and pick you up. Yeah, we went to a shorter yep. distance. I ended up driving up to that location. Yeah, that was like Another mile to go, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't very far. You guys could yeah. have made it, but I ended up driving up to that location, picking you up, you come back down, get in your truck, rock or something. Or yeah. Went and got your truck, came back down there, and then got the boats there. Yeah. And then we went back the next day because we had to leave that canoe there. Yep. You and I went back the next day and got that canoe. Mm-hmm. So it was quite the experience, quite the traumatic experience. Yeah, it's a scariest experience <laughs> of my life. I remember you were pretty nervous even after everyone was safe. I remember you were pretty Why taking it I, pretty hard.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say nervous. I'd say shooken up. Yeah,
0: shook up. That's the better way to yeah. talk about it. So, yeah, I, I was uh, pretty pretty traumatic. It wasn't as traumatic for me as it was for you. I I, I figured you had everything under control, which you did. Um, even if you weren't in control, it was under control. Yeah. Um, I knew that. Uh, I knew f- from you know just being just being the dad waiting there um, that you would do everything within your power to that you needed to do. So. I never thought that you would that you would let anything happen to him if you could right so that that's and where I was coming from um, and if something happened, I knew it was out of your control so that was where I was coming from as a parent
1: yeah, so well, I'm glad you felt that way because there was
0: other parents that didn't feel that way
1: no all in fact, all the parents were extremely almost exactly that way, but I'm just telling you from my perspective. It's never felt so out of control in my life right. and I completely recognize that I had no no power at all. Right. Zero ability at all. And that it, it was completely out of my hands at that point. And for me, completely in the hands of her Heavenly Father. Right. Without any doubt or hesitation at all? I know that it was definitely a tough experience
0: for you. Some that you needed to learn, apparently. Hopefully, you learned it, so you have to go through it again, right? <laughs> never again. i oh, never. Yeah. I remember after it happened, I said to you, "Man, you were telling me how bad it was, and how, uh, you know, how bad the reeds were, and how bad of experience it was." <laughs> i don't remember if you remember me t- saying this to you but like man that makes me want to go do it like i want to go through it right uh not that i want to have anything bad happen it's that, just to, to experience to it. experience it and i think it sounds awesome i think it sounds like the best amusement park ride ever uh
1: and well, it's had it just been myself and my brother right i might have felt that way as well you know would you do it again now oh just yeah without go do it without again. the boys i mean just yeah. you Um, yeah, I would do, and then I would even take Riley. I wouldn't take Riley again. You wouldn't? I would. Oh, you would. Yeah. Just didn't, but being able to expect what to happen and then maybe have an idea of what, how, what kind of strategy I have to go through it. I would totally do it again, but yeah, not under, it was just totally caught me off by surprise. Right. Um, I thought I had done some research on it and I didn't see any problems at all of going down the river. And, um, you know, I was just completely surprised you know, like I said, completely caught me off sur- by surprise. And then the thought of losing someone's boy. Right. Um
0: was complete, well, If you weren't completely there completely unacceptable. If you weren't there at the Reeds at the time you were, I'm sure that
1: one of the boys would have died for sure. Yeah, I that's hard to say. It's I don't you know, it's hard to say what would have and what wouldn't have happened. Right. It happened the way it did. Yeah. And I'm just glad it did. I'm glad right. no, one, no one perished at that point. <laughs> right.
0: Very easily could have. Yeah. It very easily could it have felt, turned out like differently. I said, yeah.
1: There was fifteen minutes there. I thought someone had. Right. I thought in my mind for sure somebody was, was probably dead. So Well everything turned out
0: yeah. the way it needed to. Two kids got some got to ride in a helicopter. I've never rode in a helicopter. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. So well, I appreciate you uh coming and talking about Mason and and then uh being willing to dive into this last experience. Oh, no problem. So appreciate yeah. you coming on the show. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I definitely learned some uh learned some knowledge from you. Uh I already had a I already have a lot of respect for you anyway, but I have more respect for you after
1: Talking with you, so I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. And yeah, I uh, I definitely think it was interesting sharing some stuff, and uh, I hope it wasn't a waste of anyone's time. So,
0: I don't care if it's a waste of anyone's time. It wasn't a waste of my time. So, and that's why I do it. It's to benefit myself, and if anyone, if it benefits anyone else, that's that's good too. Bonus. Yeah, it's bonus. So I appreciate it. Um, I I'm grateful. uh, for you being so open about it. So
1: oh, well, I'm grateful to have a good friend like you. Lee. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> drag me. On I appreciate show. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, all right. Well, everyone uh, tune in to next w- week's episode. Um, appreciate it. See ya. Bye.